From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The first quarterback domino has fallen. Derek Carr is going to be signing with the New Orleans Saints. So what's that mean now for the New York Jets, who are suddenly looking around and realizing that if they aren't the winners of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, they might become the ultimate losers of the NFL offseason. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And Harry, this is simple. If you're the Jets, you came into this offseason and you made it clear you were going to address the quarterback situation. Not only did you make that clear, you made it clear in a year where every analyst has been hyping your team up in a way we haven't seen in years. And you made it clear when you're coming off of a year where your young defense looks like it can play incredibly at an incredibly high level. Your young skill players everywhere look to be ready to take that next step. You can make almost anything happen, but what you can't do if you're the Jets is suddenly force the quarterback issue if there are no quarterbacks available so Derek Carr was in the facility last week they didn't get anything done Derek Carr was in Indianapolis they didn't get anything done and a lot of people thought that meant he was going to wait for Aaron Rodgers today we find out he doesn't wait he goes instead to a place that wasn't making him the backup but instead wanted to make him their main focus he becomes a New Orleans Saint and now the Jets have to be scrambling realizing that somebody that absolutely is wildly unpredictable has to be relied on to save their franchise, and that's easier said than done. Yeah, two people right now, the owner of the New York Jets, Woody Johnson, and also the general manager, Joe Douglas. Man, they're scrambling right now, trying to make sure that this Aaron Rodgers deal works. Now, the backside of that is what we learned last week from Mike Tannenbaum when he came on with us and also was on Get Up and gave us a lot of knowledge that, you know, in order to acquire um, Aaron Rodgers via trade, you have to have a certain amount of money on your uh, cap space on your on your team for a day. Right now, the Jets aren't in that situation for so so. In order to them to acquire Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have to release some people and clear up some cap space. But here's the thing: we still don't have an answer about anything that Aaron Rodgers wants to do in 2023. That's still a process in itself, along with the hurdle of clearing, uh, uh, freeing up some cap space. You still have all, all these things have to, <laughs> at some point, work. And, you know, you had Derek Carr as your backup plan as one of them, and he was a free agent, and he was available for you, for you to be able to sign. Now you're in a situation, if you're both of those guys, Woody Johnson and, and Joe Douglas, there's a possibility you might not get Aaron Rodgers. That's just a reality. We just can't speak about, hey, you know, the Jets can potentially get Aaron Rodgers. Well, there's also a flip side of that. What if you don't get him? Then what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your plan C? That's why I say going into this situation, they need to have plan A, B, C, and D. And to me, Harry, part of this is you let the one controllable out of the room. Like, yes. you have no control over Aaron Rodgers. You know, nobody knows if Aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness and wants to play. If he does want to play, he's got to go to the Packers and decide he doesn't want to pay, play for the Packers. Then Aaron Rodgers has to decide he actually wants to play for the Jets. Remembering he does not have a no-trade clause in his contract 
the Packers would then also have to come to the right terms to decide to trade him to the Jets, which means nobody else is trading for more than the Jets would offer. The number of things you need to go right there, like this is the equivalent of deciding that you're going to pay your mortgage with a scratch-off lottery ticket. Sure, you might win it, and kudos to you if you do, but most of the time you're sitting in your car scratching off saying, well, son of a biscuit, that didn't work. Like That's where the (laughs) Jets are going to be. And when you're sitting there in your car realizing that the scratch-off lottery ticket isn't going to pay your mortgage, you are officially screwed if that's what you were relying on, which is exactly where the Jets are in this situation. Like The wild part about it, too, is that it's been so obvious what they're trying to accomplish. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't sell your fan base on, well, you know what, we've we've had a little more time and we really feel like Zach Wilson's the answer. Like You're not going to be able to sell your fan base on anybody that is not named Aaron Rodgers. Forget the fan base. How are you going to sell your team? How are you going to sell the guys on the roster right? How are you going to sell Garrett Wilson? We've we, we seen what that looked like last year with, with, with Zach Wilson. How are you going to sell Elijah Moore? How are you going to sell Conklin, the tight end? How are you going to sell Quentin Williams, these defensive guys who, who played their heart out last year? Not saying anyone on offense didn't, but the defense was the bright spot of this team last year. Top five in the National Football League. How are you going to sell those guys that you're trying to move forward this season and you didn't upgrade the quarterback position? When um, when the head coach, Robert Sala, came out, right, and he spoke about, you know, moving forward in 2023, what was the main topic that he spoke about? He said he wanted to upgrade at what position, Fitz? Quarterback. Quarterback position. Quarterback position. You had Derek Carr right there. Now he's gone. Now you're putting all your marbles in on, on, on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm hoping that they have another plan. Lamar Jackson might be in that sweepstakes. We, we still don't know right now. But if you can't get Aaron Rodgers, then where do you go from there? Is it Lamar? Is it is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Where do you go from there? The thing of it is, when you look at each of those situations, Lamar, if Lamar becomes, if they non-exclusive franchise Lamar, and he is at all available, I've, I fully would expect the Jets to try and land him at this point. That would make a ton of sense. The problem is they're not the only team. I mean, I, I would mm-hmm. fully expect the Falcons to be all in on them. I personally have no working knowledge on it, but I would think that the Raiders would be in some ways – in that conversation as well. That's three teams right there, not even mentioning the commanders who just simply don't have a quarterback right now. There there are the, the Colts could, for all we know. There are going to be a handful of teams. So if your plan is, I want Lamar, again, you don't control it because somebody else will offer Lamar more. There will be a bidding war for Lamar. If your plan is, I want Jimmy Garoppolo, the NFL Network over the weekend, some of their reporters were saying that Jimmy G will cost you roughly 32 to $35 million a year because so many teams are desperate for Jimmy G. You're going to have to outbid the Texans who report, reportedly are interested in Jimmy G. The Raiders mm-hmm. who are reportedly interested in Jimmy G. You're going to go mm-hmm. up and down the line. Like, for the Jets, guess what? You're going to wake up and it's going to be Jacoby Brissett? Like, and and not that Jacoby Brissett can't play, but it, if you've been selling your fan base on oh, Aaron Rodgers, worst case scenario, Derek Carr, and you end up saying, well, we overpaid for Jacoby Brissett. Like, you, you just can't win in that situation. That won't feel like a win to everybody that follows the team, that plays for the team, to your point. Like, that feels like an epic loss. And, and, and it's sad, though, because I'll be honest with you, I think Jacoby Brissett would be an upgrade over the guys that they had oh, last sure, year. Sure. So we're, it's not that we're throwing shade on Jacoby Brissett. We're just saying, like, in the state of New York, like, when you're selling uh, Aaron Rodgers or he's the name that's coming up consistently over and over again to potentially be your quarterback of of the future via trade, and then you have Derek Carr on a visit, 
right? You, 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 you have your mindset on big on like, you know, we, we're going to get one of these big name guys. That, that, that's the mindset as a fan. I mean, there, that, but that might not be the case. That's it no, might not be the case. My guy, Harry Douglas, loves a good steakhouse. And one of the mm. reasons I love going to eat with Harry Douglas is because you know, like you're going to eat right. Like you're going, to, you're going, going out with Harry Douglas is going to be good. If you walk into a beautiful steakhouse and you walk up and you want your whatever your, your whatever your favorite cut is, for some people maybe it's prime rib, maybe it's fillet. That's what you're expecting. Worst case scenario, you are going to get a top notch, high quality steak. That's how everybody has felt, right? All of a sudden, they find out that like they come out and it's like some weird chop suey meatloaf thing that's not really all that good. Like it's still filling, it's fine, but it's not what you had in mind at that premium steakhouse. So like even though it might have been a good meal somewhere else, it ain't going to make you feel right when you expected filet. Like the Jets fans, the Jets locker room, the Jets organization has been selling everybody for the last month. They're going to get filet. You listen to Greeny every day. Greeny was willing to, to lose a toe on Friday to get Aaron Rodgers. Think but- about that. Greeny was willing to lose a damn toe, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. He was willing to lose a damn toe yep. to get Aaron Rodgers on the Jets roster. Now it's a possibility. It might not happen. It, I might, mean, it might not happen. If you're willing to lose a toe for Aaron Rodgers and you end up with Jameis Winston, you can't tell me that you're excited the rest of oh, the offseason. I got the best thing. Greedy was willing to lose a toe. Now, they're going to bring in somebody that Greeny is not going to approve of, and he's going to lose his damn mind instead of a toe. He's going to lose his mind. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what happens by the timing of it. And uh, this is what Dan Orlovsky said on SportsCenter with Hannah Storm about what Derek Carr signing, with this, signing means specifically for the Saints. On paper, it makes a ton of sense. And on paper, it puts the Saints as the favorite in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. It reunites him to Dennis Allen, like Jay just pointed out. Also, he fits really well with Pete Carmichael, their offensive coordinator, like philosophy on offense. Derek's a guy that, one, can get the ball out quickly out of his hands, but also likes to push the ball downfield and take some chunk shots with their play-action pass game. So he's a really good match for that. And then if you look at the offensive line, still – a pretty good unit, top 10 unit, so to speak. There's some youth in their offensive line. That's good. They've really? Because people really don't like their offensive line in general, tr- but you say they're not as bad as advertised. And I think the quarterback and the style of play is going to get that offensive line back to what it was, mm-hmm. at least performance-wise with Drew. Uh, Olave, Chris Olave, their rookie from last year at wide receiver, is a tremendous player. Juwan mm-hmm. Johnson at tight ends, good. Rashid Shaheed at speed on the outside. So there's pieces there. The reason this is absolutely gutting for Jets fans to hear is because every argument Orlovsky just made could have been an argument made for why the Jets got better today. Instead, the Saints got better today. Now, the Saints sit probably as the division favorite as we sit right now. And the Jets are trying to figure out what's next. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. We will keep you updated on all the breaking news in the NFL. But no league in the world does a better job of marketing their best, marketing their superstars, than the NBA. So what do you do when one 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 of your most important superstars becomes unmarketable? It may have happened this weekend. We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Memphis Grizzlies announced today that John Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games. 
He has made three bad choices in, in a span of less than a year, and eventually you're going to run out of chances in this league. Like, you know, basically one more chance, offer one more thing, and you're, you're going to be out of this league. I mean, that's the reality of it here. Over the next six games, you know, Memphis struggles during that stretch. They could easily find themselves down third in the Western Conference. What things have changed for Morant when he came into this league to kind of where he is right now? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app at SiriusXM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. A couple of big pieces of NFL news and notes that we will continue to break down. Tony Pollard has been franchised by the Dallas Cowboys. No big surprise there. No news yet on Lamar Jackson. We will keep you updated. The tag tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. And Derek Carr has signed a mega deal. We're still waiting on the contract details with the New Orleans Saints. We will get those to you as soon as we have them. In the meantime, we'll get back to the NFL news in a minute. But it was a big weekend for NBA news, not just on the court. We already talked about some of the court stuff, but also off the court. As most of you saw over the course of the weekend, there was a video put up on social media from John Morant where he was uh, waving around a gun with a bunch of uh, people around him that were scantily clad. It looks like he had the gun out with him in the club and at this point, he is going to be away from the Grizzlies for the at least the next two games uh, after putting that display up on Instagram. In a statement, Morant, Morant said he takes, quote, full responsibilities for his actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire organization for letting you down. The statement read, quote, I'm going to take some time away to help, to get help, and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Harry, this is a a crossroads for the NBA, for John Morant, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Because, you know, I I talk to Memphis every week, the ESPN radio affiliate I have for five years at this point. I love that, that town. I love that fan base. They were so excited when Memphis got a Christmas Day game, right? Like it was so significant that Memphis was getting that level of shine. And quickly, in less than a year, it's gone from that level of shine to that level of attention for several negative incidents. And this continues to pile on. And you have to wonder if the league will step back at some point and look around because the league always worries about the league first in this situation. Is the league going to sit there and say, hey, I'm not prepared to continue to market Memphis and Ja if I can't trust them to act in a way that we can continue to sell to our sponsors? I think that's very real for the NBA right now. And Fitz, I'll, I'll tell you, with this organization, I know it very well. Uh, my brother Tony Douglas played there, right? And I was in Nashville at the same time that he was in Memphis playing, so I went down to a lot of games. That environment is electric. It's amazing. Um, it's a small market team, right? Small market organization when it comes to, I mean, when you look at all the, the rest of the big dogs across the NBA. And John Morant being there has uplifted that in so many ways. Right, you you see the 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 prime time slotted games that they have. You see John Morant in his play being the most electric player in the NBA right now at this moment. But at the same time, you got to be able to make the right decisions and the proper decisions, um, so they don't cost you in the long run. And you talk about a guy in John Morant. You talk about Nike. You talk about I think it's I think it was Powerade if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, you look at the endorsement deals that he has uh, from other places. He has become marketable. Doing things like this make you unmarketable. And you, I just don't see how the NBA, I don't see how these other companies are going to, you know, want to keep sticking their neck out for, for you if you continuously have these things come up over and over again. 
And there's a there, there are millions of people who would love to be in the National Basketball Association or play a professional sport, period. Right? There's millions of people that would love to be in your position. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Like, I know what it's like to be, you know, the first person in your family to, to do great things or to make a certain amount of money. I, I know what that's like, right? So many people are counting on you um, to, to do the right thing. Don't squander that. Or don't throw that away by doing the right thing or trying to be cool. You know what's cool to me? Keep, keep getting your checks. Keep providing for your family. Keep being a role model, but you can't be out here flashing guns and stuff in the club. And I don't know if he was in another state, if he was in Memphis. I don't know that information, but I will say this. I'm hoping he wasn't in another state because now you're talking about, you know, NBA rules and also team rules that he has broken if he traveled with that weapon. That's a different ball game. But, you know, he has to realize that he has a lot of basketball left for him to play. He has a lot of uh, uh, years left on his life. And take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Like the the scriptures say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, man. Don't, 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 don't misuse your opportunities. The hard part here, Harry, is you and I both been around a lot of people that never grew up understanding what it was going to be like to be rich and famous. And in that process, you know, some handle it well, some don't, right? And I think back to the music business and sometimes people wake up one day and they have more money than they ever thought they could spend and more platform than they ever imagined they have. And sometimes it's hard. And it's why I've often said, you know, for all the people that want to fault, for example, the Jamarcus Russell draft bus. Well, if you'd given me that kind of money fully guaranteed when I was 22, 22 years old, I wouldn't have done the right things. Like I wasn't in a life spot where I could handle it. Everybody's got to wake up one day and have that awakening. And there's not one answer to what creates it. Sometimes it's a mentor. Sometimes it's a family member. Sometimes it's a brother. Sometimes it's, a village, it's somebody bro. you it's look to. Yeah, it's fair. It's it fair. Takes, it, t- it, t- it takes a village. And a lot of people think just because you ha- you're in a two-parent household that it's just your parents. No, it's not just your parents. I had amazing parents. But it took a coach here also. It took a, a mentor and media over this way. It, it took different people. It took a teacher here. It took different people you know, to get the best out of me. And I'm glad Ja has his father in his life, but his father's going to have to step in even more now, right? He's going to have to step in even more now as a father, not as a, a guy that kicks it with him, not, a, not, a, not as a guy that, you know, you know, is cool with him. You're going to have to step in now as a father, especially being a black father, and let him know, hey, man, this is not the path, this is not the way you want to go. Well, and Memphis is going to have to take a long look this offseason at the roster construction, not from the standpoint you and I have talked about before, which is get more scoring, uh, they need to bring in, I think, veteran presence that knows what it takes to win a championship. A- at some yep. point, you've got to have somebody that can come into that locker room that's an ounce of voice that's truly respected by the young guys that are there because, like it or not, the Grizzlies have gotten themselves a reputation. A year ago, they were the plucky underdog that everybody loved the fight in. This year, it has taken a turn where it feels like there's a, a negative perception around some of what the program has built, right? So they need to bring in veterans, and you can speak to this more than I can, but I think in life we all need people that can come into the room that have accomplished great things, that can help you learn what it means to be a pro. I don't care what you do. It feels like Memphis needs that, and it's a shame that they didn't identify that earlier with their locker room and bring in a culture guy. I, well, Fitz, and I will say this. like It's like the wheels are falling off because Brandon Clark got injured. He's done for the year. You know, Dylan Brooks, he's dealing with his own situation that he has going on. But right now they're in a two-seat. They're in a place where they can lose a two-seat. The Sacramento Kings aren't going anywhere. The Phoenix Suns aren't going anywhere. 
So next thing you know, you're going to look up and you're going to be in a spot like, dang, we got the Warriors in the first round? Mm. You don't want that? Yeah, and the, the number one thing they need to answer is how they, they make sure that Ja gets on the right track for the rest of his career, right? Uh, right. Above and beyond everything that happens right now, Memphis right. needs Ja Morant to be the superstar he can be and to be that marketable, lovable person that he can be because that's good for the league, it's good for the team, it's good for the brand, it's good for the way they do business. They need to figure out what it will take to get him on the right track. We'll uh, obviously keep you updated with any more information, but as we know right now, he is at least going to miss the next two games. We don't know the full scope of it. When we do, you'll be the first to find out. In the meantime, let's get back to the big breaking news across the NFL. Uh, Obviously, Derek Carr now has a contract, and that contract looks like it could be pretty handsome. So it raises the question, is Daniel Jones now worth 40 million bucks? Our next guest has strong answers to that question. You'll hear it. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi. Derek Carr goes marching in with the Saints. ESPN's Diana Rossini is reporting the former Raiders quarterback is signing with New Orleans. In Saints coach Dennis Allen, Carr will be reunited with his first NFL coach. Allen was the Raiders head coach back in 2014 when the team drafted Carr in the second round. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Cowboys placed their franchise tag on running back Tony Pollard. The decision on Pollard likely affects running back Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys could approach Elliott regarding a significant pay cut or save nearly $5 million with his release. Much more on the NFL when ESPN's Damian Woody joins Fitz and Harry next. NBA Celtics ruled out Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams for tonight's game against the Cavaliers. PSG announced Brazilian soccer player Neymar will undergo season-ending ankle surgery and be sidelined up to four months. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, were presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard Christine Lisi reference it. Derek Carr is a New Orleans Saint. A lot of uh, speculation out there on those numbers. Some reports at this point have it in the range of four years for $150 million. So uh, big money going out to Derek Carr, according to those reports. When we can verify it, we will verify it. You'll be the first to know. In the meantime, let's grow the wolf pack by one. Damian Woody joining us now, ESPN NFL analyst Woody. Always appreciate your time. When I say big money for Derek Carr to the New Orleans Saints, you say? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean. I love you, buddy. That's great. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, like, this that's not the story. Like, the story is still Aaron Rodgers. Like, Derek Carr was like a, a branch on the, on the Aaron Rodgers story. You know, that's that's there's like two stories that that I think, you know, most people in football really care about Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson and, and, and the franchise tag tomorrow. That's really it. Like we got a shoot to drop with Derek Carr, but that's not, you know, that's not the big story. Everybody is really waiting to see happen. So what I got to ask you now from the Jets perspective, and I know how close you are with that organization, how much that organization means to you as it means means to you as well. Is it Aaron Rodgers a bust for that football team? It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? I mean that you know, you know, just uh, you know, just kind of uh, looking at the situation. 
it was always kind of it was always going to be a dicey proposition because we we everyone knew that Aaron Rodgers was option A for the Jets. Even with Derek Carr being available, they wanted Aaron Rodgers because there's a clear there's a clear difference in talent uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers in the mix. So the Jets have made it no made it be it's no secret that they want the top gun. They want Aaron Rodgers, and obviously with the Derek Carr shooter drop. Now it just makes things even more dicey, but you got to stand behind your principles now. You got to wait and see if, if this whole thing works out with Aaron Rodgers. So then, Woody, I mean, let's be real. If it doesn't work out, if Rodgers decides to retire, or go back to Green Bay, whatever that is, do we all just avoid Greeny for a few days or does Greeny take a few days off? I'm trying to figure out what the best approach. He offered up his toe last Friday for Aaron Rodgers to come sign with the Jets. If this doesn't work out, the Jets are absolutely done. What do we do with Greeny? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, man, it's going to be tough, man, because Greeny has been all in on Aaron Rodgers since day one. And so he looked a little he looked a little shook on, on, on Get Up This Morning when we were kind of talking about Derek Cobb, you know, and, and being maybe the most viable option. He wasn't trying to hear that. So I know he's feeling pretty good about Aaron Rodgers, but if this thing doesn't go down, Man, I might have to talk him off the ledge. <laughs> Woody, I want to switch to the Baltimore Ravens. What do you expect to happen when it comes to quarterback Lamar Jackson? Oh man, I, this is the most intriguing. To me, this is the most intriguing, right? I mean, you got a 26-year-old former league MVP, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and we're sitting here. We're really sitting here waiting to see if the Baltimore Ravens are going to slap the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. I mean, think about that. That like you don't usually see that happen with top-end quarterbacks. And so we're sitting here tomorrow at four o'clock. We could be in a position where if they slap the non-exclusive franchise tag, it could be like, boy, here we go. Like, buckle up because there's going to be teams out coming from out the woodworks trying to put together a package to try to get Lamar Jackson. Do you believe – well, I'm, actually, let me ask you this, Woody. If you were a GM, would you be comfortable giving Lamar Jackson the fully guaranteed contract he wants? Boy. I, man. I might have to. I'm I, I, as crazy as that Deshaun Watson contract, quarterbacks don't grow on trees, especially quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, the price tag is only going to go up. I mean, with Joe Burrow coming down the pipe, Justin Herbert coming down the pipe, like, it's going to get there. It's going to get there sooner rather than later. So, it, I might have to. I might have to. I would say this, though. Like, when I look at the AFC, man, you, you look at Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson has been able to play a lot of these guys, and he's been able to win uh, against a lot of these guys. They, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals the first time uh, early in the season this year. We've seen the playoff game. If Lamar Jackson would have played that game, a lot of people believe the Baltimore Ravens would have won that one. How do you not sign him? And you know the gauntlet you got to go through in the, of quarterbacks to, to have success. How do you not do it, Woody? Harry, I, I, like, you know, that's the, that's, the, that's the crazy part about this whole thing because 
when I look at it, I'm like, okay, the Baltimore Ravens wanted a one of the blue chip franchises that we have in this league because they're so stable from top to bottom. But something has just been brewing with that organization and, and Lamar Jackson. It seems like it's been going on for a while. And as crazy as it would sound for them to not slap the exclusive tag on, like I just it, I just got a weird feeling like this thing could happen. And if this thing happened, I guarantee you a team like Atlanta would, oh. would, would fall oh. would fall over themselves to try oh. to put together something and get Lamar Jackson down there. Woody, don't you do it to me now. Just, I feel uh, yeah. like Greeny. I'm oh. you, if Lamar oh. ends up on, on either Atlanta or the Raiders, like this show is going to be insufferable oh. for the next year. Let's, let's just be very clear about that, Woody. Uh, but we, we also <laughs> – we got Devin behind the glass for us today, and Devin's a huge Giants fan. So I got to ask this because I know you've got strong thoughts on it. Jeremy Fowler said people around the league think the Giants are going to give Daniel Jones big money, like four-year, 160, like we're talking big money, $40 million a year plus for Daniel Jones. What do you think? I mean, listen, I want to tell you, here's what I think. Think about this. Just last year, the Giants weren't even willing to exercise the fifth-year option Mm. on Daniel Jones. And now, fast forward a year later, they're probably going to have to pony up about $40 million plus for Daniel Jones. That's just how crazy it is. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think about, but Daniel Jones goes out there, has a pretty good year, wins a playoff game. Giants might be a victim of their own success in year one. Mm. Hey, Woody, what they say on Players, Players Club? Make the money. Don't let the money make you. Okay, mm. Daniel Jones. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There uh, you go. There's only one thing that I'm 100% sure of today. All right now, sitting in this chair, I'm 100% sure that both Damian Woody and Harry Douglas wish that they were about 15 years younger and in the league right now because the money has just gotten – it is wild, gentlemen. I, uh, Woody, always appreciate your time. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate you guys having me on. Let's uh, follow him on Twitter, at Damian Woody. Wild when you think about the numbers. Also, let me give you another quarterback just because I like to make everybody's head explode a little bit. Uh, some of Twitter's already going a little nuts right now talking about Geno. Geno's camp and some of the athletic uh, reporters are talking about this also. Geno's camp, Geno Smith saying, hey, I was better statistically last year than these quarterbacks we're talking about. Oh, man, $40 million might be the new line in the sand. Oh, God, we'll keep you updated on all the drama because it's just going to keep going Where's and going. Where's my son at? Son, we got to go train to be a quarterback. <laughs> the hell? Oh, man, I'm going to go train to be, like, just the, the marketing manager, maybe like a side agent, like the assistant to the agent because you get to be his agent. Uh, in the meantime, you know both of us work so much around the XFL. The XFL had some drama that you usually only see on Bravo, and it could impact the entire future of the league. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Try that again. We're prog- Nope, I'm not. I quit. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. There we go. Best of material. Thank you. Third time's the charm. 
Yeah, we'll get to the XFL check-in in a second. Uh, we'll get back to the Derek Carr news. He is a, a New Orleans Saint, still trying to get the contract numbers confirmed. They appear to be shocking. We will tell you about them. But, Harry, it was a shocking weekend in the XFL. We saw brawls. We saw fights. We saw all sorts of anger. There was a player just a couple of days ago, Quentin Dormady, uh, that was cut from the Orlando Guardians for allegedly sharing his plays with a player from another team. He's been reinstated while the league investigated. He got this drama. Then I'm watching the end of the game that you were at uh, with the Guardians and the Sea Dragons, and all of a sudden you get a full, like, I mean a fight. I was stunned to see uppercuts. You're seeing full punches. You're seeing people throwing helmets at each other. Like, it was a full-on ugly brawl. And all I kept thinking about was this is not the look the XFL needs right now, man. Like, this just it was a great game with a great crowd and a really great energy, and then it got really bad quickly. Yeah, I thought it was the biggest game in the XFL. You had the 2-0 St. Louis Battlehawks at the time versus the 2-0 D.C. Defenders. Uh, D.C. came out and, and won that game. And it was still an epic uh, ball game, one that I, uh, if you didn't watch, I would actually go back and watch it. But, yeah, you had some, some play at the end where guys, you know, attitudes are flaring. Uh, you know, these guys got to go back and ride the same plane back to the same place um, after the game. But things that you can't do, you can't be out there throwing punches. And the reason why I don't think this is going to be a big problem, though, Fitz, is because you look at the XFL, man. This is an opportunity for – a lot of these guys that get a second chance or a first chance or, you know, an opportunity to play in the National Football League, period. And I just don't think they can continue doing things like this if they want that opportunity because if, not, not for one, once you think these owners and general managers and these head coaches are going to watch this and say, you know what, I'm going to choose this guy on my team because he sucker punched somebody. He threw a helmet. Like, it doesn't work like that. Everything is being evaluated. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think they're also all going to meet about this 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 issue that we had this weekend, um, and, and things are going to change moving forward. And there's been a couple of interviews where players have talked about, like, just the eating hang rooms, the areas, general areas are getting a little feisty with everybody because sometimes you see play, players still because they train in one hub, as you mentioned, Harry. I think it's interesting. They're going to have to get control of it quickly because you're right. Leagues are looking, the league is looking for any reason to say no to all of these players. So all you need is one moment where you lost your cool, and that can be the reason that everybody walks in. Fitz, I was literally right there on the football field when it was on the field when it was going down. Like, I literally watch someone in front of me pick up a flag and throw it in the air and get ejected because of it. And, and I'm just looking like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I, 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 I watched it go down, but a lot of these guys, and it's a, a lot of great players in the XFL right now that's doing some tremendous things. Don't mess it up. You know, because of silly silliness, just don't. You were doing tremendous things on the sideline, by the way. I I, I loved watching your work this weekend. Best one yet for you. Uh, it was fun, and we we made sure to to include it in our XFL today highlights because it was just awesome watching the game presentation. Why? Because you always bring the effort. Unlike Devin, producer extraordinaire, who mm. doesn't apparently always bring the effort, even in a championship game. Sometimes. Devin mails it in, and in fact, we found out that Devin didn't take a single charge, uh, had two buckets that he called key buckets, but we find out later they were back-to-back. So basically, uh, showed up on the stat sheet for, I don't know, six, seven seconds total in the game. And the fact that he never took a charge had you go to social media and put up a poll about whether or not he bought into the process. You want to update us there, Harry? On yes, I'm going to update everyone on the poll. I asked uh, for, for Twitter to, you know, give me your suggestions, give me your thoughts. Did Devin 
yes, was he invested into the team fully or was, or no? Did he cheat the process? And right now, the numbers, we have 56 voters, and the numbers say 68%. No, Devin cheated the process, and we have 32%. Yes, he was invested. We even had Mike Golick Jr. chime in. And he said, if you're taking charges indirectly, you need to reevaluate um, your priorities. Yep. Okay. And I subtweeted that with this right here. And I said, thou shall be committed to the process. We're not going to half-ass do anything, Devin. Okay? I, I mean, also, Gojo may or may not have tweeted a picture of him icing his knees this weekend, which I'm pretty sure is from <laughs> him walking to the kitchen to get an extra cupcake. Like, I mean, I, wow. let's just let's just be real. He, he, he tried one of those, like, shape things that you can wear to, like, cinch. And, and even his own family was disowning him. Well, this go weekend. ahead, talk, so, Devin, because like, you're looking at the clock, hoping that you have time. Uh-huh. Make it yeah, quick, Devin. Give, give it, talk to us. What, tell, tell what's, us the what's, what's, what's up? I mean, guys, I, I've gotten tweets too. Harry only wants. First of all, the poll. Can we just say, Harry? Harry capitalized the word cheated. So this is an un, this is not a this is a biased poll. This, I want an unbiased poll, where he's not, he's not capitalizing the the word that he wants to go for his his result. Well, maybe That's by one. capitalizing it, he was putting so much emphasis on it that some people will feel some kind of way and vote the other way. You never know. Yeah, I don't. Well, think I, so. w- I will say this: that we we had two members of Devin's team that come to, that came to the forefront and said, "Yes, we." We we sacrificed our body. We we mm-hmm. took charges, mm-hmm. and immediately I said, "Well, damn!" Devin literally said on here earlier in the show that he wasn't sacrificing his body, but other guys were willing to sacrifice their body. So, are you really a good teammate, Devin? I appreciate them for sacrificing their bodies. Just it, it just couldn't be me. I'm sorry. Do you feel good what? when you hold the trophy? This like oh, when you get your week so with good. the trophy, knowing I'm a champion. that I'm you, a champion. Well, I'm, you were on a championship no, team. I'm a champion. You were on a no, championship. No, I'm a champion. You can't tell me I'm not. I'm, I, I mean, Harry is the resident athlete in the room. Did he actually earn the trophy, or does he just hold the trophy because his teammates did all the work? Well, it's a part of his teammates were willing to sacrifice things that he wasn't willing to sacrifice. So upon that, those guys actually put in more work than Deb did. I, one, of my, one of my buddies from college tweeted me. He said, I'd have to reevaluate our friendship if you took a charge in a rec league. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I fall on it. Like, listen, more power to you if you do. I is he, is he where he wants to be in life? Yeah, yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe you need friends Is he Dev? We see the smirk on your face. Is he Dev? Yeah, he's doing great. Are you just saying that because him, he's listening to this? Tell him if this? he wants to be where he wants to be in life, he has to be committed to the process. 100%. Thanks, One person was committed to the process this weekend, and their draft stock took a major jump forward. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.